Hello and welcome back to episode 5 of Because I Love You podcast. We have made it further than we thought we would. <laughs> we have gotten 5. Um, life gets busy and I think when we started this that was one of the concerns of just, man, how, how we go. And so we wanted to be sure and get um, 4 or 5 of these done before we kind of launched it out. And we felt like then, hey, we've got a rhythm that we can kind of continue this thing might need to set this up like in the van, <laughs> podcasting in the van. That would be uh, my happy place if I could just record everything I say while I drive. No, maybe. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna rethink that. We're not podcasting in the van. I, We'd I, have to mute it out. <laughs> I mean, well, you make that sound like I just yell vulgarities diving down the street. Well, but no, you just. I, I definitely have a lot of thoughts and when I'm driving, when I'm sitting, when I have moments that I can think, I mean, all the thoughts about religion and politics and life and things all start going and it can, it can be a lot of conversations. And so I've thought for 24 years, it's a scary place inside of that brain. It's, it's, it is not a place many people want to be. So, um, (laughs) we will see. How that, um, how that all, um, how that would play out if we did that there. Hey, so this has been um, really an unbelievable journey for um, for us so far. This series has been something really fun to start out with. As as the campus pastor um, of our of our church, I don't get um, I'm typically the only person on stage, and and so this series has been something where I, I, I team taught each week with a different staff member. And then the last week, actually, Melissa gets on stage and, and hangs out with me. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. And then we'll <laughs> podcast about it after it's over. But, um, but I think that today, uh, this, so what we're going to talk about today, um, you know, Ashley and how fiercely she leads our children's mm-hmm. ministry and what she does in that space is unbelievable. And she's so good. And, and I feel super fortunate to have had her and sit and talk about, you know, her upbringing and, and just her faith and how her mom and dad invested so much into her and her brothers and and where they are now. And, and Noah um, leading our student ministry and, and where he's at in his life and two young kids and, um, great family and, and just an unbelievable story and how God continues to use him um, to make a difference and how what happened in his life early shaped a lot of things that allowed him to do some really cool stuff with some um, missions and, and ministries in, in California and the San Francisco area and things like that that, that terrified me. Like yeah. literally, like he can start telling stories and I, I get nervous <laughs> sitting in my own house sometimes thinking about the things he's done and so he is just an unbelievable story and great leader um chris who is just a longtime friend and like i said led our church so well so beautifully for um for this season that he did and is still a huge part as we talked about in the last episode i mean he sat on stage and he says these things and and he shares and goes and then um the bearded wonder like comes along <laughs> and, um, our, you know, he's our, he, he's our worship pastor and he, he really had a heart along with a couple other people mm-hmm. to see this happen in his home, his hometown. I mean, it's, this is where he spent pretty much his whole life and, 
he he had a, a vision and a passion to partner with people to see uh, God's kingdom made known, to made big alongside you know a lot of other churches that are that are doing some things in our area. But he wanted to do something unique and different, and I think he's been such a great catalyst to that. And 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 it led to the verse that we talked about. You know, love the Lord your God with all your whole heart, with all your soul, with all your with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself in Luke ten twenty seven. And you know the the thing that I I love about this verse, and and I said this on on stage that day. The thing that I love about this verse is this this moment where it's it's something that you know that Jesus has taught this for a few times because it's one of those things it's kind of like we joked about a little bit ago uh, or a couple episodes ago I mean that you know one of the phrases I have said probably way too much is um, you know life's hard enough it's harder when you're stupid well now like I've said it so many times that when I get into it it's like boys like we know dad it's harder when you're stupid and then mm-hmm. we have the conversation about what they did that maybe wasn't the wisest choice they could made how do we make wiser choices what does it mean to be wise in that space? And Jesus gets to this this point here, and and he he starts this whole this whole conversation of of getting to this space and and navigating this thing, and it's this moment where he goes, um, okay, what's the greatest command? And there. And there's, it's like this, ooh, ooh, I know, it's harder when you're stupid. I mean, they understand this mm-hmm. faith, and it's like, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor is yourself. And and I love how he takes that, and he starts this phrase. You know, and we get this in three of the four Gospels, this, this conversation, this story. and and But this moment, when he presents it just a little bit different, just a little bit uniquely, and then he steps in and he says, now let me tell you a story. And it's this space of we've continued to try with our boys. This has been a phrase and a, and a verse that – and, and people can say, maybe say, man, Robert and Melissa, they're just way too simple, and we are. We're pretty simple people. Um, uh, I don't know that either one of us like, have, have a lot of crazy radical-like thoughts. And when we looked at this and – you know, scripture says, Jesus, they asked Jesus, what was the greatest command? He said, love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one's like it, love your neighbors yourself. We've just tried to implement that yeah. to our boys and to do that thing. And I love how, I love how Jesus took that verse and he said, and there was this guy that was on the side of the road. And people were walking around, people were ignoring and you talked about last episode how Chris said, be uncommon, be different, be unique. And I know he said that to one of his kids more than the other. He said it to his daughter, and, and you know she's out of high school now and older, but it, it, he's got different things he says to his son, but be unique, be different, be that. And I just love how in this space that Jesus takes in this moment where the disciples are like, we know the answer. And Jesus is like, great, because now I can tell you what it means. Now I can show you what it means. And that has been something for us that we have tried so hard 
and our boys embarrass us so often because they do this so well and we don't Mm -hmm. like we still struggle we still struggle with i think at times with man we grew up in a world where um it was about creating safety it was about creating these spaces that were so about like you know I don't want to just keep using the word safe, but that's really what our parents mm-hmm. and what the world was trying to do is how do we be safe? And in America, that also created a safe belief in Jesus to where we don't step out of our way. We don't do anything different. We don't look at somebody who's going through something, who's having a hard time. And if they're not just like us, we, uh, we ignore them. We walk away and we let them sit there and struggle instead of doing the thing that I believe we see Jesus do all through Scripture, which is to really love people well, regardless of where they are. Yeah. And so, anyway, I, I thought Gary did a great job. And I know he said a couple of things mm-hmm. that you're going to kind of um, kind of get to in a minute. Or we can jump into that now. I mean, if you want to... That's fine with me. Yeah, just go ahead and kind of jump in there to where Gary's thoughts are. So, Gary, um, the one thing he said that really impacted me was, my time with my boys need to be focused on what they need. It's not my agenda. And he talked about asking good questions. But the one thing that he said was, your first focus has to be on your relationship with God. And when your relationship with God is the first thing that you focus on, your other relationships are going to fall into place. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something in our, with our kids that so many times it's hard to balance those things in in that relationship. And Craig Rochelle, I heard him say on some social media platform that um, that he said, you know, I've got two questions for you. And it was about marriage. And he said, you know, what if you give 100%? What if you yourself give 100% to your marriage? What if you're 100% committed? He said, and the second question is, what if you don't? And I think that phrase inside of inside of like what Gary was talking about and this idea of of what it would mean and what it would look like and and what it would do for us to be 100 100% committed like we talked about the verse last episode of training up your child the way you go what if we're 100% committed to helping our children look like Jesus to leading them that way. But the thing that you kind of reflected and that Gary said just beautifully, and I'd I'd really recommend, like I said, jumping on Facebook Mm -hmm. and, and listening to him, listening to him talk about this because he's, he says it way better than, than we do is, is the overflow in our life personally. Yeah. And, and it is, it is something where, we can only lead 
from what we've done and what we've invested in. And, and look, there's, I'll promise you, there's nobody listening to this that loves TV and movies more than I do. I can consume like with the best of you. If net, if I can ever find a way to get paid by Netflix or Hulu or HBO Max or <laughs> something like that to watch TV shows, I am in. I will I will immediately move into that space. But I think this is such a critical thought and concept. And as parents, and I just always assume that I'm the only one who struggles. Like that, other parents are probably way better than me, and and they lean into this and they do so well with these things, and so that's my hope. My hope is everybody's listening is that they're up every morning and it's you know three hour quiet time with a prayer, you know, an hour of prayer in, included in that, and and they've journaled for you know forty five minutes of that time, and they just seek the face of Jesus, and he like you know, sends them off the mountaintop like Moses with two stone tablets of, or maybe two iPads with, you know, 10 decrees for the day that they get to walk through and do and go and be a part of. And and I feel like maybe I'm the only one who struggles to, to, to get my brain wrapped around those thoughts, but I tend to do things throughout the day and, and, and start in the morning, but then continue and, and have these thoughts and my brain doesn't, doesn't stop and slow down the way most people do but i i think that that conversation is so critical and if if mom and dad is doing that they are doing that whatever the right english words are uh they're if mom and dad are doing those things if you know grandma and grandpa if the the person who's a school teacher if the person who's investing into children's ministry or student ministry or are there a counselor and whatever they're doing, if they're investing in those things when they sit with you know young children you know newborn toddler elementary middle school high school students then they're they're leading from that overflow and so anyway that that's my that's my big thing um, with this, and, and I love how, how Gary said that. So a couple of things that we that Gary and I talked about, and I just want to kind of mention here, and again, he, he says these things better, but you know, the question I would want to ask you is, what's the steps? Like what's the things? And I don't think, I don't think this is a checklist. That's my biggest yeah. concern is that people go, cool, quiet time today, check read a verse to my children, check, yelled at my children because they didn't memorize the verse, check. I mean, like, this is the this is the rhythm sometimes. And so we checked these things off and we've done the checkbox and we're okay. But I do think there's some, okay, so we've talked about this and here's the importance of it and here's why Jesus, you know, said these things. So how do we implement this? And what's the steps that we've taken? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I loved about that Gary and, and when he came, when I knew he was going to be on stage with me that day, like I told him up front, like, hey, I want you to talk about this. And and Gary and Drew have bought these um, just devotionals. And when I say bought, like, I think most of them have been given to them. And and they've kind of put them in a basket that sit by their dining room table. And we've been to their house. We've seen this basket of books. We didn't necessarily know that's what it was when we were there. But we've seen them. And and, and they take around the dinner table with their, their boys. And, and they... 
just, hey, grab somebody, grab a devotional. And they can get whatever one they want. It goes against every fiber of my being. <laughs> I'm like, if it's January 1st and we're reading, you know, J. Oswald Sanders, then we're going to get through that book and we're going to do it right now. Um, my utmost for his highest, we're reading every page. And so, but they just say, hey, grab a book. Let's read a devotion. Mm-hmm. And so the boys or Gary and Drew, they get to kind of bounce through these things and see this. And then they have these these unbelievable discussions is how I see it. it it's it's funny because I was talking to him and, and I was telling him a story about um, some stuff in our life that because we've tried to do this thing with like podcasts and have our boys listen to things and do yeah. stuff. <laughs> and And there was one in particular like recently where – like I was like super excited. It was Tim Tebow being interviewed by Craig Rochelle. I mean, Craig's super energetic. Tim, even though we don't love Florida and Tim keeps playing for teams that we don't like, whether it's the Broncos or the Mets or whatever, like we just, we've never loved his sports teams, but we just love his character. We love his story. We love listening to him speak. The boys love watching him. They, yeah. they went and saw him uh, at live at Freedom yeah. Hall. And I mean, so it was so, so good and I sent this podcast out, and, and I guess it was a little bit long. It was like, what, 48, 51 minutes, something like that. It was over an hour. Was it over an hour? It was over an it hour. It felt like 10 minutes. And I forget that I listen to things at time and a half on my – so so if you listen to it in an hour, it takes me like, I don't know, 40, yeah. 45 minutes, something like that. And um, it, it was amazing, and it was so good. And, it was really good. And I thought this is going to be one of the best discussions we have ever had. And and I mean, we didn't talk, we did not talk as a family about this podcast for 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. It was one, it might've been the worst discussion, like at, you know, what, at six, two and one, we had better discussions with our boys when they were, when they were that age than we did at 18, 15 and 14. And, and Gary laughed when I was telling the story. He's like, man, like, you were telling this stuff and Drew and I were looking at each other just dying laughing because that is exactly what goes on at our house. And so these aren't always home runs, but it's the consistency. And I love though that Gary and Drew had set up this rhythm that they were in the space of being able to have that dialogue. And, And that's one of the things I wanted to give you a chance because I know we're talking about some of this when we, speak but there's some other things too and so just to kind of for the sake of time maybe splitting ours up a little bit mm-hmm. what's some rhythms that we have been in as a family that that has worked for us when it comes to teaching God's word to our boys I go back to right now media yeah um well let's do this can I interrupt really yes. quick can you start back when they were young? Oh, when they were young. So yes. let's start like when, when they, they were, were little young. and let's work up to now. So when they were young, um, they would always go while we were in service, they would be in the children's ministry. Um, we've had kids stuff. We've had all kinds of things. And there would always be a verse for the week. And so they would give you like a little take home that you could use. And it always had little arts and crafts, you know, questions to ask. And I'm talking like these are questions that you could even ask your two or three year old. And I would try to make it a a point, you know, 
didn't always happen every day, but throughout the week, we would talk about the verse. And how does that, how can we put that verse and put it in effect for this week? And how does that verse play out in our everyday life? And so that was when they were young. Um, and I think that to, to step in there really quick, one of the, um, you know, BY with, with kids stuff, you know, 252 Basics provided yeah. so many great resources and you had the take-home kits and yeah. there were CDs and they were music and, you know, unbelievable bottom lines, responsibility, proving you can be trusted with what's expected of yes. you. Um, you know, and it was fun. I, you know, I get to be on stage with that and, and, and do some things, but it, when we brought that home, it was something that kind of sat on the table. Mm-hmm. It was something that was a part of dinner and it was easy to rally the boys around that conversation and around that narrative. And and so I found that to be like a really huge catalyst early mm-hmm. on. Like you said, we had a verse. Yep. It was a verse. Yep. Maybe if you're talking about like Proverbs 3, it might have been Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But typically because they knew these were younger kids, it, it – they were trying to help kids to commit scripture to heart. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about the big long part of it. So it was it was a verse and we invested that verse. And our boys learned those things and we learned these bottom mm-hmm. lines. And it was something that we could continually step into. So anyway, that was younger and that was younger elementary yeah. age. And I remember um like even when they were in elementary, they would always have what was in, in their in the children's ministry story time where they would come in and we had so many good storytellers and they would act out different stories. That always created, you know, well, how does that story relate to you? How is what what does the Bible say about that story? Um, and most of the time the storytellers would call kids up and let them act it out. And so the boys would always remember who came up, what they did. And so that created conversation throughout the week. And honestly, even in high school or middle school, when they started middle school, um, just knowing maybe what was being taught, it gives you that, that rhythm of, Hey, so what did y'all talk about tonight? Um, what did you think about that? And just creating those conversations with what they're getting. Because, I mean, we partner with the church. And partnering with the church gives us the ability to take what they're getting at church and bring that into our home life and teaching our kids to put that into their everyday life. You were reading my mind because I was going to say, that's one of the big things is that, you know, and then I want to get into some stuff we've done personally at home, but like what we've talked about there is we have chosen to, to be a part of the local church yeah. body. And, and we've done that since our boys, since before they were born. Yeah. And, and in that we have, we've been very thankful and fortunate to have had great children <laughs> and student workers and, and, and pastors and volunteers and so many <laughs> other things that that have helped make that and 
and lead pastors and worship pastors that have made that experience unbelievable from a staff perspective, friends that were there. And like I said, we've partnered the tribe and that has been where we yeah. have always kind of rallied our tribe from. So now let's step in at home. We talked about like, we really, we just leveraged at that point in time. There weren't, you know, we're, we're at an age where when our kids were young, there weren't a lot of, on, yeah. There weren't <laughs> online resources. Yeah, VeggieTales. <laughs> and we, we, we used VeggieTales. We love VeggieTales. And, and so super thankful for Phil and cool. Mike and what they yeah. did with that. And, and so, you know, we invested in that. But as the boys have gotten older, so, so we didn't have a lot of other resources mm-hmm. when they were younger except for, like I said, VeggieTales and the things that we, the take-homes we got at yeah. church. But we leveraged those take-homes and we made those a part of our dinner conversations. As the boys got older, one of the things we had to do was based on career in that moment mm-hmm. and also based on the season of our family, the busyness of our kids, we've had to change a couple of times what we do in that middle school, high school mm-hmm. range. So why don't you share a little bit about that because I know right now our family conversation and then your your conversation with the boys is a, is a touch different mm-hmm. where that is. Um, I love Bible Project. Um, I love how they take and they just sketch. A lot of times I'll just look over and I mean they're just enamored with what's being played out on the screen. I'm enamored. With yes, them. they're great. Those guys yes. are amazing. And, I mean, it goes back to, you know, everything is not a home run. Some, sometimes they'll, they'll watch a video and they'll go, hmm, okay. But then there's these little moments where they'll go, oh, well, I didn't know that. Or I didn't realize. And it, when you can take, what I like to do is like taking history and connecting that because they'll hear something that, that maybe they've heard through history. And then when you're going through, like right now we're in the prophets. And so they're going through and they're talking about King Nebuchadnezzar. And they'll go, but King Nebuchadnezzar was in another book of the Bible. And so it gives that moment of, well, that, that's, that's how the Bible is. This prophet goes with, you know, this story. And so it creates a lot of good conversation. And then, of course, um, I'll, we use the Bible app and um, the verse of the day, um, little devotions that they send out have always been a great resource for us. Well, and then we do things, too. I mean, like there's moments where Northridge will do a series, and that series is based on a book yes. that comes out. And so we'll do those devotions through the Bible, yeah. through version. Um in that, I know Advent is a is yeah. is coming up soon, and it's something that, um, you you get giddy about Advent, and <laughs> and we all enjoy it, and 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 we'll talk about it. after we finish this series. That'll be kind of where we're at. Actually, this series ends, and we move into Advent, and so um, in a couple episodes, that's what we'll be talking about. Um, is just kind of parenting and and family mm-hmm. through the Advent season, but um you have always like you get super giddy so you're 
you're like reading every Advent plan, trying to find the best one for the family. And, and so, but we do that as yeah. a family and, and we step in and we grab those and you send it out to everybody and, and we rotate in and different times it's gone different ways. Sometimes we all kind of text and chat yeah. through the app and sometimes we sit around and we talk about it as a family. And sometimes it ends up being a lot of like really individual conversations mm-hmm. about, Hey, what did God say to you this morning? Cause we're reading the same verse. We're reading the same things. And then we've mentioned before, um, we talk about right now media, man, if, if you don't have that resource yeah. and you attend one of the Northridge campuses, you really need to, you know, grab one of the staff members, ask them how to get an account because it's a service that our church pays for. And in getting part of that is so good. It's like the Netflix, or, you know, HBO Max of Christian Bible studies. But in that, there's so many good resources for kids and families. Yeah and teens and a lot of things that just deal with with real life issues that are talking about things that are there and we've said the name sean mcdowell but his dad really impacted our lives Absolutely. early on in yeah. late in high school and early in in ministry and then now sean is just unbelievable in that space and doing so good um you know we just we've been going through titus with chip ingram mm-hmm. in our our connect group uh, well, for on, on Sunday nights with our Adult Connect group, we've used so much of that inside of student ministry at different times, having great conversations and dialogues, whether that's Francis Cham, Matt Chandler, Jenny Allen, um, so many talented, yeah. talented, talented communicators to do that. And then I think one thing that we did, and, you know, it's it's funny, and Dallas's story isn't something that, that, you know, it, it doesn't happen for everybody this way, but he had a really rough Dallas Jenkins and he and God ended up using him to write the chosen mm-hmm. and to kind of create this, this, this series and, um, season three, I guess is, is about to come out, just yes. came out, uh, in theaters, in theaters and, and, and we have used the chosen yes as conversation starters and points with our boys and those are just things that are we we've taken what's available to us, and in mm-hmm. today's world, there's a lot available. I mentioned Young Sheldon a few episodes ago, <laughs> and in the in our podcast, and, you know, and we've watched all, you know, we're current on that show, and we talk about the faith side mm-hmm. of that and what that looks like. Um, Ted Lasso, our boys are a touch older. I wouldn't recommend watching Ted Lasso with your um, with, with your six year old. And we still skip scenes. Yes. I mean, in that, like, it, it's like occasionally they'll maybe have a, a touch, a, con- a conversation, really a touch more about sexuality than what we would want our boys to maybe get their brains processing right. in that way. And I know maybe we're, uh, we can always go back. We can always let our boys watch more. We can always let them see more, but we can't take it away. And, and so the thing is, is that, yes, they might hear this stuff on a baseball field. They might hear this stuff at a theater. But what our hope is, is that as we journey these things with them, that we do that. But, you know, Ted Lasso has been an unbelievable conversation place yeah. for us. Um, you know, Spirited was a fun movie yeah. to watch, a Christmas movie here. Um, that we just watched and, and have some conversations. We talk a lot around around things. And so we, we love talking about current culture. Our boys like music a lot more than I do. You listen to a lot of that mm-hmm. to keep up. Um, 
I typically know the songs, but it's because it was on a on a soundtrack <laughs> or a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Megan Trainer right now, her song is like on a constant loop in my brain because TikTok has it way too much. So, um, so anyway, I I think this conversations putting God first, the the faith development of our kids is going to come through the investment we make into their lives through scripture, through prayer, mm-hmm. and through conversation. And and I think it takes all three of those to for as they're developing their faith, as they're developing their faith in fear and trembling. I think it takes so much of all of that to make it happen. So Well I think back to when I was growing up, um, I can remember having a parent that really wanted nothing to do with what I listened to or watched. And then I had another parent who would sit with me and watch MTV videos and would have discussions with me. And those are the things that really started changing probably how I viewed music because I started listening. Well, he's at least taking the time to sit with me and watch this and have discussions with me. And so that, for me, that that really meant a lot, that my parent would actually be interested in what I was interested in and, and have a genuine conversation with me about what it was doing to me and how it was affecting me and what impact that was making on my life. Yeah, I mean, and we definitely have that that conversation. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're 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 raising, you know, of course, three different boys with three different skill sets and talents and interests, and um, and so, you know, we've got one that's crazy into music and mm-hmm. art, and and so we have a lot of conversations about music yeah. and art, and um, and and yeah, I mean, it's it definitely things. It, it, our generation of being brought up, it was. It was very much like, you know, stay quiet, stay away from those things and, you know, don't play records backwards and that kind of stuff of of, of where everything was. And and, and I, I do think there was some value and some validity in some of those things, but I also think that that in that space it it created something different and it created a different because the conversation wasn't there. It was more talking at, not with mm-hmm. And I think your situation was unique. Maybe it was. It been unique for me. That wasn't conversations that we had in in my house. I mean, it was like King James only, Southern Gospel only. The words Christian and rock didn't belong in the same sentence, unless like you know, Satan produces Christian rock. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was those. I mean, so we we just lived. I lived a very yeah. like different life. I mean, I didn't listen to. Um, I think when I started middle school or going into high school. I, I think I, the only song I knew that was not like a Southern gospel or hymn song was um, like Mountain Music by Alabama because I grew up in Alabama <laughs> and we knew that song. I mean, everybody knew that. And so, um, and I don't know if that's a great thing, but I, those are things that we did. And so it was different. And and I don't know if it was good or bad. Um, I've... I've, I've turned out the way I've turned out. So, I mean, it is what it is. But I will say that I had a hard time having conversations when I never knew anything that was going on in culture. Mm-hmm. 
And so just like with with social media, I, I think we would both say we would wish we wish we would have waited. Yeah. We didn't let our boys get social media until the a at least the age that Facebook, Instagram, those types of the platforms mm-hmm. said, "Hey, you must be thirteen. So our boys had to be at least thirteen before they could get it. and And it wasn't because we were just trusting them. We're going, hey, if if the people who own Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat and all these things say that they think this is the bare minimum and they don't care how your life turns out. They don't care if if you if your marriage falls apart, they don't care if you can't keep a steady job. They don't care about any of these things. They only care about themselves and the platform succeeding. We're going to take that as the starting point. We've done that we've done this with movies and and film and all all kinds of things, but like we took that as the starting point when we said, but I think we would have waited, but what we've done is from the beginning, we've had conversations and we've navigated and our boys have been able to journey through culture with us through a biblical worldview and navigate it in that space. And I always love the scene from National Treasure when he's flipping the glasses and 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 he didn't yeah. realize that, oh, there's more to the story. Mm-hmm. Like he thought he had it all figured out, but the lens he was looking through wasn't the correct lens. And he had he had the lens half right. They didn't have it all right. And I think that's the thing is we want our boys, we know they're going to make mistakes, and we want them to make mistakes while they're while we can journey with them. And instead of having, you know, a bunch of other 18 to 22-year-olds who are in college with them, mm-hmm. helping them make those same mistakes, and then that person being the one who influences it. So, yeah. Those are, I mean, those have been so critical for us and the key and the crux of it all started and continues to be around faith conversations over right now media videos. It's typically around a meal at this point in time and a phase in our life. It, um, for you guys, it's breakfast right now. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm usually gone to work by then. Um, for me, it happens around the dinner table three times, maybe four times a week between lunch and dinner. Uh, lunch on the weekends and dinner in the in the weekdays, and then my time's in the car really, and it's a lot more one on one conversations than it is um, bigger group mm-hmm. things. But anything yeah. to add? No. Well, thanks for hanging out with us um, for another episode here. And we have one more week in our series, Parenting Through the Phases. And then we will be diving into a beautiful, beautiful season um, that will be talking about Advent, the birth of Christ. And I um, I say I'm excited. If you, I, We've got to start video this because Melissa is like giddy, like bouncing in her seat because this is really something that's one of her favorite seasons. And God's been teaching us some stuff uh, already. And I'm super excited to be able to share with you what he's kind of showing us. Um, one, just in kind of some theology and some mm-hmm. um, culture uh, of the history of this. Yeah but also inside of how we are wanting to see our boys grow through the Advent Christmas season uh, to look more uh, like Christ and to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Hey, we love you guys. Have a great week, and we will see you next time in Episode 6.